You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. told once by a female friend that the best way to tell how or if a girl is crazy is by looking at her eyebrows. The thinner and sharper, the crazier the girl. Because clearly, That's... they don't mind the constant pain of plucking eyebrows. And I have found that weirdly accurate and more true than not. Crazy eyebrows, crazy girl. Unfortunately, I don't know what the male equivalent of crazy eyebrows test is. So, yes, you may be plucking your eyebrows out of stress, but what's the equivalent of looking at a guy and going, nuts? Yeah. Is it full dragon back tattoo? <laughs> I think it's a phoenix back tattoo. Oh, phoenix back tattoo. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be something intricate about him, the way he's dressed or something. Mm, something yes. something like that. <laughs> I guess the fedora is always a tip-off. I can tell you what it is. It is if he does close-up magic. <laughs> ah, yeah, there it is. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Deep Water is the new erotic psychological thriller directed by Adrian Lin, known for Line. Indecent Proposal and Unfaithful. From a screenplay by Zach Helm and Euphoria's Sam Levinson, based on the 1957 novel of the same name by Patricia Highsmith, who also wrote Ben Affleck's buddy Matt Damon's Talented Mr. Ripley. Film stars Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. This marks Lynn's return to filmmaking after a 20-year absence since he last directed Unfaithful. It is also... Disney's first erotic film in 28 years since The Color of Night, if you don't count Miramax, which is owned by Disney. And even more strangely, this is Hasbro's first erotic film. Mm, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Deepwater starring Ben Affleck. (laughs) Vic and Melinda Van Allen are a couple with a daughter, Trixie, living in a small town in Little Wesley, Louisiana. Vic is a retired robotics engineer having amassed a small fortune developing the guidance chip used in combat drones. Their loveless marriage is held together only by a precarious arrangement wherein by, in order to avoid a messy divorce, Melinda is allowed to take on any number of lovers as long as she does not desert the family. And even then, their open marriage is made no secret amongst their friends while Vic silently grows increasingly jealous of Melinda's lovers. I'm T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined today by Elliot. Hey, hey. Matt. Hello. And Frank. Hello, and until Friday, I actually forgot I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, how crazy were Anna de Armas's eyebrows for you? I don't care how crazy they are. She's Anna de Armas, so I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> no eyebrows. Scorsese eyebrows. Don't care. Yeah, I wasn't looking at her. I, I didn't notice her eyebrows. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even as a gay guy, I'm not looking at her eyebrows. I'm sorry. Does Ben Affleck just look tired to anyone else? He's starting to remind me of when I see Harrison Ford in interviews. Harrison Ford always seems just like over it. And I just feel like Ben Affleck is at the end of his rope here. The character was definitely over it. 
I just wonder how much of that was Ben Affleck and how much of that was on the page. Uh, I think it's just Ben Affleck. That's an easy shot. I think the character is pretty much at the end of his line. I can't say I blame him. It's a pretty <laughs> shitty life. Just watching his performance reminds me of how much I wish he would just stay behind the camera. I don't think he's a bad actor. He doesn't always take the best roles, and his track record behind the camera is so, so much better. Yeah, absolutely. And I was really sad to see him step back in front of the camera when he took the Batman role. And then happy again when he left that role, but yeah. he seems to just keep doing acting. He was fine as Batman. All you got to have is a chin. It's true. He does have a lot of chin going for himself here. I think he was an older, surly man with a fraught love life, like playing same. <laughs> if anything, this is almost just ripped from his life. And him and Anadarmus did date coming off of this movie and then break up. So I wonder how the press junkets were now that they are no longer well, together. probably virtual like this. So. <laughs> oh, they did that just for method. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I, for one, am not a big fan of this genre. I don't seek out erotic thrillers, Fifty Shades of Grey, Unfaithful, and Decent Proposal, which I've name-dropped already. But I do like thrillers. I do like twisted suspense thrillers that leave you guessing. I don't think this movie did enough of that. Because there is a point in this movie where answers are given. And I think that comes way too soon. I was engaged by the fact that you couldn't quite know what was actually happening. You didn't know what the truth was. They were ambiguous enough that I thought, okay, maybe not everything is as it seems to be. But a little after the halfway point, they basically tip their hand, and then you're just riding the movie out to the end. I do like erotic thrillers, and I think Adrian Lyne really does make great erotic thrillers. And so I was excited specifically because it was him, because it was Highsmith. And I know this was actually made back in the early 80s as a French film with Isabelle Huppert. And I really, look her up, kids. She's not Marvel. You need to look her up. It's about who pair. <laughs> this one, you're right. It doesn't really feel like Highsmith, and it doesn't really feel like Lyme because all the cards are laid out on the table so early on. Mm -hmm. just diminishes all the suspense, really. I think the only time this movie does come alive is when it's just the two of them because their chemistry and the specific dynamics of their relationship, it gives them enough to play with. And I, that is interesting to watch when it's just the two of them. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you got to have some plot. And the plot here is just, I mean, I don't know if it's just a sloppy interpretation of the book or that didn't lend itself to conventional thriller blueprints. I think he had better chemistry with Trixie. This little girl is so charming. Oh, there was a girl yeah, in that. I know. <laughs> there was a little girl. I forgot about her. She was annoying. I know Frank hates child actors, but I think no, I, the girl I, I, playing I like... Trixie here. And Ben Affleck seemed the most alive with his scenes with her. I don't hate child actors, but I think that movies would be better if they were just all replaced with pugs. <laughs> I hate annoying child actors. Sure, That's sure, what sure. I hate. She, she's making noise. You oh. did say you had to be reminded you watched this movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <sighs> Erotic thrillers are really not my genre. Thrillers are, but never been one to watch like Fatal Attraction or even one with the Sharon Stone crotch shot. <laughs> I just, it's just not my basic instinct. My, basic instinct. Thanks. Is it just me? Like, why is everybody else here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even remember why I signed on to this one. I like Anna Darmus and Ben Affleck. That's what did it for me is Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus. And the trailer for this is one of my favorite types of trailers where they just show you a scene, a slice of the movie. They don't have the d -d 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 music or it's, they just show you a window into a scene from the movie. And it was her feeding him the blueberries and saying, why are you the only man who will stay with me? And he just stares at it's it. It's a great teaser. Unfortunately, the second trailer showed everything else. But it was a great teaser. This feels like a Sam Levinson movie. I know that a lot of people really like Euphoria. And there was a handful of people that like Malcolm and Marie. But I think that Sam Levinson is a pretty bad writer, to be honest. <laughs> and, and this is has the hallmarks of his failings. The characters are pretty much pieces of paper. 
the I won't even say it's a twist. Yeah, the reveal that happens about halfway through the movie is so telegraphed and so in your face from the beginning. And the way that the characters react to Ben Affleck and the murders makes this almost like a fantasy film. Yeah, there's a weird humor to this. I don't know if humor is the right word, but there's a weird, you're right, surreal response to how people are treating. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck jokes that he murdered someone. Yeah. Like multiple times. <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, I murdered a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's a joke. And then that's part of the question of like, did he? Didn't he? Ooh. Yeah, and there's this older friend of the family with glasses who's just like a super annoying character. You're just getting murdered already, please. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, spoiler, man. I don't know <laughs> spoiler. If I I, yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. if I spoiled this movie. The one twist, you gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get less people to watch this movie, I'll feel good. He's also like a desperately channeling, uh, he's a poor man's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. Oh, certainly. Yeah, right. I wonder if Sam Levinson's work, or just work like this in general, does feel elevated when it's acted well. Because I think everyone in here is acting very well. But even shot well, because you could take this exact script, put it on the Lifetime Network, put it on Oxygen or whatnot, and yeah, it would check off all the boxes for the type of people who indulge in those kind of easily disposable Daniel Steele equivalent of films. But when you elevate it with these kind of actors and you elevate it with this type of cinematography, it feels like a better movie. It feels like a better movie because it looks like a better movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a credit to the people who adapt Sam Levinson's work, because Euphoria could just as easily be Riverdale if filmed a different way, if acted a different way. But because the acting is so impeccable and it's filmed so incredibly, Euphoria is elevated. This movie does the same thing. It's elevated by how it's filmed and how it's produced. Yeah, but by the same token, how can something feel like a better movie than it is? It's like saying someone feels like a better lover than they are. (laughs) To quote Lowell from Demon Knight. If it makes you feel good, do it, right? Mm -hmm. What I liked about this was actually when it was being agreeably trashy, like when it really was channeling a little bit of Verhoeven or Esterhaus kind of feel. There's a part where they're having like very hateful lovemaking. (laughs) She grabs Ben Affleck by the neck and she just says, kiss my ass and like stuffs his face in her derriere, you know? That is like where they should have lived. The whole implication is this is all like a cucking thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's a little twist to it that it might be a little more than that and a little deeper than that. They should have lived there in the tension between them for more of the movie. This movie works when it's just the two of them. When it's just the two of them, I think this movie is actually pretty dynamite. I believe Elliot was the one who said, for an erratic thriller, this isn't very erratic and it isn't very thrilling. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember any of the sex scenes, to be honest with you. You also did have the dudes in it are so bold. The guys in it are just like, yeah, I'm just going to go over to this dude's house. and Hey, man, thanks for letting me bang your wife, dude. I just want to thank you for being super cool about it, bro. I can roll over here and just do this to this rich man, and he won't do anything. There's no way I would have shown up to that dinner. Like, no fucking way. <laughs> There's absolutely no world in which you're going to think he's joking when he's like, I could kill you for this, you know? <laughs> I think the craft of the movie is too good to fail. It looks really good, sounds really good. How I honestly think this started... Is like somebody was just like, we'll get a GoPro on a yardstick and we'll just keep running it over Ana de Armas at like a three inch distance. And then we'll just show that in like IMAX, like it's an Antarctic travel documentary. <laughs> and then the guy's like, well, yeah, this is a good idea, but we got to like have a rider and shit too, right? Yeah, I guess. I like the way this is made. I can't really find any fault with it, like technical. Yeah. I could see why they wanted to make this for the big screen, like why they wanted a traditional theatrical release. And I don't know why they sold it to Hulu. COVID. I guess they just lost confidence in it because the end result, even though it does look really nice, it sounds really nice and it's acted well. 
I wouldn't have wanted to see this on the big screen. Like, it wouldn't have made it a better movie by any means. Well, I think that's where this goes to the audience. Who's this for? And there is an audience for this. There is very much people who enjoy this sort of thing, who are going to want to seek out this sort of sexy, but not too sexy. It's not pornographic. No. Right? <laughs> and there's going to be an audience for this. And I feel like this was a movie that could have been counter-programmed against something like a big blockbuster and a kid's movie and you slip something like this in there and then you have, not to sound too cliche, but this is like the housewife demographic. This is going to be the, I don't want to watch explosions and I don't want to see cutesy cartoon characters singing. No, yeah. I think you're right. This will be for the grown-ups, and I think that it could have been really good, but it's, it's just not. Again, I'm actually curious, but not curious enough to go back and read the original text and maybe this wasn't a Highsmith winner, but I kind of refuse to believe that since this has already made once and it's also the lady that wrote Strangers mm -hmm. on a Train, and I haven't seen Euphoria. I have no desire to see Euphoria. But I, I did review Malcolm and Marie for us, and that was trash. So I'm going to go with it. Sam Levinson should shoulder the brunt of this, of why this doesn't work. Fair, fair, fair. All right. <laughs> well, because this is a suspense thriller, because there are some twists and turns along the way, I think we've spoken enough about the aesthetic here that I think it's worth moving towards final thoughts and just trying to wrap this up into a nice little bow here. So, Matt, I'm going to put it towards you first. I like this. All right. It's an agreeable date movie. It's the kind of thing that gets put on when, like, a mixed group is trying to pick a movie after a funeral or something. I don't know. Oh, boy. It's not <laughs> knocking it out of the park in any real way, but it has a beginning, middle, and an end, you know? Like, a, was it The Critic? What was the movie about? It was about 180 minutes. I can't <laughs> get mad, but why? There's no particular reason for you to give your time to this movie, unless you're a particular fan of someone involved, or... I don't know how to justify a recommendation, but I wasn't mad enough to really be like, why didn't they just have the eagles drop the ring in a but you know so <laughs> i guess i give it a five out of ten uneaten meals that they're constantly leaving on the table in movies <laughs> i need the rest of that big potato frank go ahead i wanted to like this i am a fan of the genre i love adrian Lyne's work he's a filmmaker that always produces like really really dynamic stuff his first movie with jodie foster back in like 1980 called foxes is so provocative in its own way and he knows how to make great films like i said before when it's just the two leads together just odd and unconventional and just fucked up that's prime adrian line and i think that is really the only time when the movie works it's standard it's really conventional it's less fatal attraction and more bravo type nonsense and you know there is an audience for that it's not me but hey it looks good it's competently acted the script is the weak point and it's not so much the dialogue as it is the way it actually turns and twists and swerves all over the place. I think this could have been something that was really great, but unfortunately it's not. And it's a shame because we are seeing less and less of these type of films. This is just ammunition for those who are against those movies to continue to not green light them. I got to give this six out of 10 times that autocorrect really, really screws you over. <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. The film looks good. It's acted good. It, I, that's why I picked this one up was for Ben Affleck and Anna Darmas, who are pretty good actors. Neither of them are doing a wow job here. They're just kind of going through it, but they're not bad. Yeah, the script is, is by far the weakest part. Because of that, I was just really bored throughout this entire movie. I thought I had 15 minutes to go about an hour in. As I said, I'm not really into erotic thrillers, but there are better trashy erotic thrillers 
this is really only good if you've seen Fifty Shades of Grey 10,000 times and you feel that Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct are a little above your grade. Yeah, I really didn't didn't like this one very much at all. I'm going to give it 2.5 out of 10 face plants into Anna de Armas's ass. I don't find this to be all that unique, but everyone involved is doing a very good job. Affleck is stoic and cold and creepy, and I wish he had more films that showed off his dramatic skills. Because I do think he's a very talented actor. I'm in agreement, though. His true skill seems to lie behind the camera. He picks scripts like he's got the same agent as Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> <laughs> the cinematography is really nice. I found the script okay. I actually thought it was predictable, but as far as it's constructed, it's a very academically competently created script. I think if you're into thrillers like Gone Girl and the aforementioned Unfaithful and Indecent Proposal, Basic Instinct, all those, this is going to be right up your alley. But if this is not your genre of choice, there is nothing special enough here to ardently recommend it. It's perfectly fine. And for its perfectly fineness, I'm going to give it a right down the middle 5 out of 10 close-ups of Anna de Armas's feet. <laughs> Oh, her feet in there? Yeah, I noticed they had a little Tarantino shot right off the bat. Several times in this movie, we have her feet featured on the screen. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, 